This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. You're absolutely right to to characterize it that way. Some of these folks, their names haven't been mentioned in a long time while we've been covering the Biden, the new White House, the new president. But let's just take a few that may be not very familiar to people with the passage of time. Ken Cuccinelli, what was his job? He was a deputy in charge of the Department of Homeland Security. And what was so crucial about what the Department of Homeland Security was hearing in the weeks leading up to January 6th? They were hearing from Donald Trump about a plan to seize voting machines and whether or not the Department of Homeland Security had some power power to declare that um, these there was a national security issue and that these should be taken. Of course, the Department of Homeland Security did not order the seizure of voting machines to, quote unquote, rerun the election. But that was something that the Department of Homeland Security was sort of briefed on and and alerted to. Let's take another one. Uh, Mr. O'Brien, Robert O'Brien, then the national security advisor to Donald Trump when he was president. The Department of Defense believed, many senior generals believed, that the president was going to try to, at that time, uh, create chaos and perhaps create a faux reason to declare military law so that he could keep control of the government. Uh, he was also suggesting sort of wag the dog or some of his aides were suggesting wag the dog moves to create more anxiety and tension, uh, conflict with the foreign, with foreign powers. And his national security advisor might also have some information about how many classified records ended up instead of in the situation room in President Trump's residence and eventually then later at his home in Mar-a-Lago when he left the White House. How were classified records handled? Let's talk about one more. You know, I find it really interesting, of course, Mark Meadows, many of his texts have been provided to the January 6th committee. And uh, the Department of Justice, much later, also sought those records. Who was in the White House at Donald Trump's side every single time he had a series of lawmakers come in to talk about how he could block uh, the transfer of power? members of the Freedom Caucus. And Mark Meadows was a member of the Freedom Caucus before he was the White House Chief of Staff, were trying to help Donald Trump hold on to power and described privately amongst themselves a maximum pressure campaign on January 16 to stop the certification of the vote, to bully and lobby their Republican uh, colleagues in Congress, to make sure that Biden was not seated, essentially, as the official appropriate president-elect. Obvious. So do the numbers back this up, this regular people argument? You know, if 
Ron DeSantis was doing as well with voters who make less than $50,000 a year as he is with voters making over $50,000 a year. This race would be tied between him and Donald Trump. But in fact, what we see is that Ron DeSantis has a major problem among Republicans who make less than $50,000 a year. I mean, you can see it on your slide right there. He is down by nearly 30 points to Donald Trump among voters who make less GOP voters who make less than $50,000 a year. And that's the reason why he's trailing in the primary. So his clip doesn't make all that much sense to me, to be honest with you, Aaron. All right. So hold this up for one more second, just as I set up the next question. So you see that um, Donald Trump is doing much better, right, with this group under $50,000. Is that the same way it was for Trump uh, in the last cycles? Yeah. If you look back at 2016, you know, there was this whole idea that Donald Trump ran this populist campaign, right? And he was doing well among, you know, the quote unquote, his quote, poorly educated people. But in fact, there was no real gap on income. He did about as well with voters who made less than $50,000 as he did Hmm. with those making more than $50,000. So this year we've seen this income gap really grow and this Trump populist campaign really seem to take off. Okay, so that which is very interesting because and you're talking about things with Trump taking off, right? The context everyone's hearing about is all this legal issue. And is that going to put, you know, take all the bloom off the rose, the, such that there was any left. But you're talking about not just income, but also a coalition yes. that appears to be coming together for Trump. Yes. That Democrats would actually like. Yeah, it's very interesting. In a Republican primary, the two groups who Donald Trump is doing very well, well amongst are white voters making under $50,000. He has a double digit advantage with them, as well as non-white voters. This is the type of coalition that Democrats would love to have in a general election. And what we're in fact seeing is that in this Republican primary, Donald Trump is doing what Democrats would love to have and what they used to have. But Donald Trump is doing it himself. They're doing stuff with, of course, but I should note with the GOP primary, that's Correct. not a high minority group. No, but they still make up well, nearly 20 percent of, of the GOP electorate. Of the GOP, which is important. Yes. OK, so for so people who might say, OK, Harry, but it's important. 20 percent significant. Yes. Thanks. Now, for two years, we've heard the story from the the people on the January 6th committee. We've heard the story about how it was an insurrection. And I'm going to tell you something right now. It was not an insurrection. And President Trump did not tell anyone to go into the Capitol that day. And as a member of Congress who lawfully objected against Joe Biden's Electoral College votes, I was following my duty and so were my colleagues that also did the same thing. What we have to do is we have to work as hard as possible to defund the two-tiered injustice system. And we have to return freedom and due process rights to these pre-trial January 6th defendants. And as you can see, there's paid protesters here today. And they can whistle and say everything they want, but we will not be deterred. We do not care about them because they work for evil. They work for evil Friday, 24 March, year of alert 2023. That's MTG down at the Gulag. A lot going on. We have polling. We have capital markets. We have economics. We have Mike Davis here about all everything legal as they try to surround President Trump, because you see the polling, they can't possibly beat him. Richard Barris, first up, uh, brother. Uh, by the way, we've got Barris, we have Davis, we have Boris, we have Navarro, and maybe a couple of three surprises. Um, Barris, talk to me about new polling you're putting out on Locals right now on the People's Pundit. What do you got for me? Steve, you know, that was a good opening segment because that's true what he brought up about income. And one of the things that I went over today that jumped right out at me is that if you really look at how Trump is doing versus Biden and compare that to how DeSantis is doing against Biden, 
DeSantis looks like a George W. Bush coalition. The problem with that is it may work in 04, uh, but the electorate has changed and things are different. Trump's looks like an old school Democratic coalition among income groups. Trump leads in every single income group except for 200,000 or more. So what we have overall, the, the headline here, Steve, is that uh, Trump leads Biden by about four and DeSantis is down by about two, which isn't, you know, a massive margin, but turnout's going to be very high. Um, this is already, it's early and typically people are not this engaged. This could be a uh, big, well, not could be Th as of right now, this will be bigger than 2020. So the main focus for any party nominee is to find as much juice to squeeze as much blood out of that stone that can be squeezed. And, uh, you know, the, the bottom line is here, um, one has a bigger coalition than the other. Okay. We, we, we have right now, we have AP put Associated Press this morning, Biden's unfavorable at 38%, close to the bottom he had at 36%. Also, the Wall Street Journal, we had Cortez on this morning about this study they've been doing for 30 years. I think it's the lowest number ever. Or I think they've been doing it since 2000, this century. The lowest number ever of people's um, enthusiasm or hope for the future for the kids and grandkids, lowest it's ever been as far as America getting better, better opportunities, better economy. Is that informed? Is, is your polling showing that too? Or you, your polling does not incorporate that yet? You know, we do the Registered Voter Economic Confidence Index, uh, which we have not released yet. But I mean, I, w I will tell you this. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking maybe people, inflation is being reported at least as uh, rising at a slower pace or, you know, I mean, people are playing word games with that, Steve. So I'm thinking maybe people will have a, a better, uh, you know, optimism or expectations about the six month outlook. And so far, that's not really looking that significant. I will tell you this. We did this. We really were trying to measure the Trump or bust vote and, uh, you know, and, and to compare it to other candidates. These are voters who have this Trump or bust. And it's about 14 percent of Trump's vote. Like I will not vote for anybody but Donald John Trump. Others will say maybe I'll consider the, a nominee or third party. But that 14 percent is very, is feeling really dire about the future and they really don't see a difference between the parties. So I got some criticism today and people were saying, well, well, what does that mean? They put party uh, or they put uh, a person before party. They put a person before country. And I just want to make this comment. It's the exact opposite. If you listen to them, they're so bleak about the future. They don't really view uh, I, I don't want to sound, you know, over the top here, but they don't really f view any hope if this man does not get back in the White House. It really is that simple. And that is and, and that is 14 percent of Trump's overall vote. His overall vote, which, Steve, by the way, if you do simple math on that right now, um, you know, let's say I'm wrong and it's 10 percent. <laughs> You're talking about seven and a half million voters. The way that turnout looks now, it could actually be higher than that. So you let's rewind time to 2012 when Mitt Romney was missing about three and a half million white voters in the Midwest. It cost him everything. Imagine if you were missing seven, eight, nine million voters and they're not white. Because that segment before that you played is 100% true. Yes, he's crushing it with white, uh, non-college, white working class, but he is crushing it with non-white 
that he, uh, in this working class that he's bringing into the coalition. These people just simply are not going to vote for anybody. Um, and you don't have them in the electorate. Let me put this as clear as I can. You have to pray that there is a massive depression in Democratic turnout or you're going to lose. And guess what? The numbers don't look that way. 83% of Democrats say they're certain to vote. I've told I've told people this forever because of President Trump and stepping up to the leadership of this movement as the first person is that uh, and essentially they say you say 14. I have always said between 10 and 20 percent, 20 percent at the total outside range, but at least 10. Uh, will just not without not a doubt for anybody if Trump if it's not Trump it's not going to happen. That, that's why I say all these guys in these primaries. Not that they have a shot to begin with, but it's a, it, even if you won if you won the primary, it's a pyrrhic victory. There's nothing you can say or do that's going to get a big you know at least ten percent. And and right now, if you don't bring a hundred percent of the Trump people with you, you have no chance to win. No chance to win. Barris, how do people get to – got on Locals right now. Walk us through how people can get this and absorb it over the weekend. Yeah, the peoplespundit.locals.com. Uh, we were just taking a look at the difference in evangelical votes, Steve. Uh, this looks very 2016 to me. It's not just that he's at 77%. It's how many of them say we'll vote if it's him versus everybody else. That's on Locals right now, peoplespundit.locals.com. Go and check it out. There is a lot of good data in this survey. Um, you know, it, it, it's you know, People say, oh, it's early. It's early. This is a former president. All right. And they're having the panic attacks you just saw on mainstream media because they're seeing exactly what I'm seeing. This is not 2020. This is a different race. Okay, this is why I wanted Barris to start the evening show, because this informs everything that they see the same numbers and they've done even more polling. They, they know do. that Trump right now, this populist coalition, he's putting they, – they understand where the economy is going. They understand they can't keep bailing this thing out. They understand what's going to happen to the banking system. They know where the mask is going to go with Sleepy Joe and the Biden crime family. They know there are more receipts out there to come. They know that the only way they can stop Trump is through lawfare. Richard Barris, one more time. How do people get to you? peoplespundit.locals.com, but also, you know, I'm on Getter at People's Pundit, on Twitter at People's underscore Pundit, but again, you just had it up. The best spot, peoplespundit.locals.com. Keep your eyes peeled all throughout the weekend. We'll be dripping stuff on Locals, you know, throughout the next few days. So much to go over, Steve. Perfect. No, it's not too early. It's, you've got to start doing this thing now strategically. you got to start laying down some foundational elements. Thank you very much. Okay. If you want to know why there's a frenzy in Fulton County and in lower Manhattan and in Washington, D.C. to indict Donald John Trump, Mike Davis is going to explain it all to you. And then one of his closest aides, Dr. Peter Navarro, joins us. Citizens, anyone who thinks they won't need emergency food isn't paying attention. Every day, the headlines get worse and worse and worse. Is the unthinkable next? It pays to prepare. That's why I seriously recommend you stock up on emergency food and you do it right away. You never know when the next shoe will drop, and when it does, emergency food will be hard to find. So get yours now while it's on sale. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and check out their popular three-month emergency food kit. Right now, you'll save $200 per kit. Let me repeat that. $200 per kit savings. Each kit gives you a wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, 
dinners, drinks, and snacks, providing over 2,000 calories per day for optimum strength and energy. Act now and claim your $200 savings per kit. You'll sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst ever happens. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, and you'll enjoy free shipping, too. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, we are jammed for the next couple of hours here. In the next hour, I've got uh, Bob Lighthouse's old partner over at Skadden, uh, Doug Wardlow, is going to join us. I finally get to TikTok, so we're, next hour we're going to do TikTok. I've got uh, Dave Walsh going to join us. The Guardian's got a story. Uh, a, a Some professors at George Washington have done a study. It's going to be in the Harvard Environmental Review, which is the equivalent of the Harvard Business Review, except for it's the environmental side, but it's the, kind of the railhead of where ideas like in business they start in the harvard business review then boston consulting group or booz allen or mckinsey pick them up and the next thing you know uh they've infected the bacillus has infected your company there's an article up about on climate change they're going to start the theories are going to start bringing homicide charges homicide charges against all executives so it's a lead story in the guardian from the other day dave walsh will be here russ vote is going to be here. This audience is doing such an incredible job. We're going to work out a program of how we're going to put pressure on people starting next week. Already, Russ is going to be here to talk about the prioritization of payments. Remember the cash flow coming in. Politico has a big story. The Hill has a big story. It's a real thing. Russ is going to talk about the process of how we actually get real cuts in this year to the budget. We're getting traction. The conference down in Orlando with the Republicans, and Russ just wants to give us uh, an update. So the next hour is going to be absolutely packed with everybody. I want you to to, to, to stay tuned because we're going to finish Friday big. And then tomorrow we're going to go pregame on Waco, have a lot of analysis, a lot of observations, polling all of us. President Trump kicks off with a massive rally in, in, in Waco, Texas. Mike Davis, uh, you, you've become, I think, one of the most not just prominent voices, but, but uh, voices of serious people that are looking at this. Today, this afternoon, and this is why I'm so proud of War Room, we refuse to take debate and just cover this stuff nonstop because I'm not going to take our audience's time to do it. But if on MSNBC particularly, CNN's bad, but MSNBC is lathered up. It is a feeding frenzy, Mike, and it, it's, it's Alvin Bragg, and, and, and they're making excuses for you know, why, the, the, why the grand jury hasn't died him. Now you got Evan Corcoran in the, in the Mar-a-Lago situation with Christina Bob feeding frenzy, Evan Corkin, uh, who's one of my lawyers, is over at the over at the uh, federal court today. You've got now the J six Jack Smith, as we saw in the cold open, he's putting out subpoenas on I don't know ten or twelve people around President Trump, and you got Fulton County, and they're all lathered up about Fulton County. Am I wrong, Davis? You're the lawyer here. Am I wrong? But are they just? Is it a tell? That when we're putting up polling every day and shows that Biden is the, the bottom falling out of their regime. Trump is on a roll. He's putting together a coalition. This is not Gateway Pundit, Breitbart, or War Room. It's CNN and Harry Enten. And Harry Enten is about as straight a shooter as you can get, being with a liberal network. That he's talking about a working class, uh, middle class coalition of uh, regardless of ethnicity, race, um, religion, that he's putting this together, what they even said the Democrats used to do in the old days. Is it now obvious that they've weaponized the legal system, that they, they understand the only way to stop Trump and the Trump movement is through lawfare, sir? 
that's 100% true. And it's, uh, we, we have the receipts. It's very clear. You have this George Soros funded Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, bringing bogus trumped up uh, charges against President Trump up in New York uh, based upon a settlement. Uh, he, he, President Trump settled a nuisance claim back in 2016 to make Stormy Daniels and uh, go away. Uh, it's pretty routine for wealthy businessmen to make these claims go away. Uh, this somehow has been turned uh, from, at best, what could have been somehow a misdemeanor, which that's a stretch. This Alvin Bragg has turned this into a potential felony indictment against President Trump seven years later. I don't know how it's not beyond this, the statute of limitations. It's a it's a crazy legal theory. It's a legal theory that his very office, the Manhattan DA's office, previously rejected at Alvin Bragg's insistence when Alvin Bragg worked for the New York Attorney General. Uh, it's a theory that's been re rejected by the Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office, and it's been a theory, a, f a federal election campaign finance, finance violation theory that was rejected by the Federal Election Commission. It is a completely bogus uh, indictment that they're looking at up in New York. So that's backfiring badly on the Democrats, and so that's why you're seeing these other two bogus investigations by Fulton County, Georgia, DA, Democrat Fannie Willis, coming forward with th this bo this bogus theory that somehow if President Trump politically twisted arms down in Georgia on presidential elect electors, that's somehow a crime. That's not a crime. That's protected by the First Amendment. That is, that is our political process. It's an ugly process. It's not a pretty process. It's protected by the First Amendment. It is not a crime to lobby uh, uh, elected officials to do things for you. That is protected. He, he didn't threaten them. With violence, he didn't threaten their families. It is not a crime to twist to twist political arms. And then you have to look at what Jack Smith is doing. The special counsel Gar Gar uh, Merrick Garland's hand-selected special counsel. He's looking at two fronts. He's looking at the Mar-a-Lago uh, uh, classified records in Mar-a-Lago. We've talked talked about this a lot since June. That is a bogus investigation. Former pre pre any president of the United States is allowed to take his presidential records when he leaves office, classified or not. He took them to the office of former president Mar-a-Lago that is heavily guarded by the Secret Service. He gets secure compartment and information facilities or SCIFs. He gets congressionally funded office space, congressionally funded staff, congressionally funded staff with security clearances. It is a bogus investigation. And if they go after Trump for having classified records in Mar-a-Lago, how do they not go after Biden when he was the vice president who illegally took uh, then-President uh, then Obama's classified records and took them to several different locations? And there's evidence that Hunter Biden used this classified uh, information to secure to secure these illegal deals with Chinese and, and Ukrainian oligarchs. So they can't go after Trump on the records if they if they don't go after Biden. Trump legally could take them as the president. Uh, former Vice President Joe Biden could not. And so then we're looking at this last front, and that's the January 6th where hold, hold, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Before you get to January 6th in the in the in in that day, New York to get from some bookkeeping misdemeanor to a felony, Fulton County and Mar-Lago. I keep hearing the C word. They're talking about conspiracy. Is it not true, sir, when you can't really put a crime that they then fall back on some conspiracy? All three of them are talking conspiracy now, the C word. Isn't a fact 
Mike Davis, then when they don't have a crime or can't prove a crime, they got to go to the, the process crime of conspiracy, sir? Of course. That, they, they know they don't have a substantive crime to charge here. So they're going to try to look at a process crime, a, a bogus process crime like conspiracy. The crime that they're looking at is that President Trump's attorney, they shoved an affidavit in, a, a affidavit in front of him when they did their illegal, unconstitutional, unprecedented home raid on a former president. Uh, which they're not allowed to do because he had the right to have these records. So they went to this biased magistrate judge, Bruce Reinhardt, who had just recused from President Trump's civil lawsuit because he, he, he knew he was biased based upon his Facebook post attacking President Trump. They, they go down and do this illegal home raid. They shove an affidavit in that. And during the chaos of the home raid, they shove an affidavit in front of one of President Trump's attorneys. He signs it apparently to the best of his knowledge. Now they're trying to say that it's obstruction of justice because they found class, these classified documents in Mar-a-Lago after this attorney signed this affidavit. Well, President Trump was allowed to have these documents under the Presidential Records Act. And you have to also look, there's an OLC, Office of Legal Counsel, OLC opinion at the Justice Department. Department during the Mueller probe back in 2000, I think it was 2019, you could not, the, the Justice Department is bound by this legal opinion. You could not generally charge obstruction of justice uh, uh, when you're, when you're, when you have people who allegedly obstruct justice on investigations of non-crimes. If it's not a crime that you're investigating, you can't obstruct justice uh, on that investigation. So they need to go back and look at that OLC opinion. And even if you have an honest mistake by an attorney, that doesn't make it a crime. That doesn't make it an obstruction of justice. And compare the, what they're doing. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. I was say, compare what they did on the uh, compare what the Biden Justice Department did on Trump's classified records, which he's allowed to have under the Presidential Records Act, versus what they did on. Biden's classified records, which is espionage, he was absolutely not, not allowed to have them in three different locations or four different locations under, under anything. It's an espionage violation. So what, what did the Biden Justice Department do? Instead of sending in a home raid and putting affidavits in front of uh, uh, Biden's attorneys and putting him in, into an obstruction trap, they kept it quiet. They covered it up for two months. They didn't do a damn thing about it. And then after Biden's attorneys are making, doing, they had these this sweetheart deal where Biden's attorneys are searching these different locations. When Biden's attorneys represent it to the Justice Department that all the classified records have been turned over, remember, they sent in the FBI and found more. So how is that not obstruction of justice for Biden's attorneys to make these representations uh, to the Biden Justice Department? <laughs> With the time we got left, how 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 tough will it be to defend the executive privilege here? That's got to go to appellate court. Will that go up to the Supreme Court around this inner circle of President Trump for the J six situation? I'll, I'll make this quick. So the Jack Smith, the, the the second thing he's investigating is President Trump objecting to the presidential election. Uh, well. Guess what? That's allowed. That is specifically allowed. If it if it's illegal to object object to presidential elections, the Democrats would be in jail for President Nixon in 2000 or excuse me 1969, 2001, 2005 with Bush 43 twice. Trump they objected in 2017. It is not illegal to object to presidential elections. It's only illegal to to object to presidential elections in third world Marxist hellholes. And what they're trying to do is use President Trump's objection to this election to go after Trump, to go after his top aides, to go after his supporters, right? And so what we've we've had for 250 years is executive privilege. Presidents can get candid advice from their advisors, uh, and they don't have to worry about being hauled before grand juries. 
Mike, just just Mike, just hang on for one second. I just want to bring you back and act about ask about the Electoral Count Act of 1887, a uh, statute that Dr. Navarro and I know well. Short commercial break. Dr. Peter Navarro, Mike Davis in the war room. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Mike Davis, two things. The, the Electoral Count Act of 1887, which was one of the, the, the things that, that, that uh, laid out the process for sending uh, the electors or the, 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 sending it back to the state legislatures, which said they wanted it for them to review. Um, is it um, – that got changed in the middle of the night, correct? It, it did. It got included in an omnibus bill in the middle of the night. So, so they never bring that up, do they? Well, I don't know if there would have been the support to pass it if it didn't get jammed into an omnibus bill, right? It was, it was stuffed in right, there. Like you, you, was that not the governing? Was that not the governing document of the time? Was that not the governing statute of how uh, Pence and everyone were supposed to, to to conduct themselves through procedures laid out in that, sir? Well, sure. I mean, it was that's that's it was after there were several dispute. There was a disputed election and several close elections back in the late 1800s. And the whole point of the Electoral Count Act of 1887 was to have a process to resolve these disputes. You didn't have to go weeks and weeks and weeks and not have a president decide it. So that was the whole point of this thing. Uh, and so when you make objections under the Electoral Count of 1887. That's permitted by law. That's the whole point. I mean, that when people say that President Trump is, they're investigating him for illegally objecting to the presidential election, he's following this statute. It's the Electoral Count of 1887. How is it a crime to follow the procedures and process yeah. in, the, in this statute? What they're trying to do is they're trying to take a riot that got out of control on January 6th. People got out of control on January 6th. They're trying to turn that somehow into an insurrection because apparently insurrectionists get to a Senate floor and take selfies and walk out peacefully and they don't burn the damn place down. That's, you know, only the horn man insurrections where they take selfies and, 
and walk out peacefully. And then they're trying to they're trying to use this to disqualify Trump. They're trying to say because he tried to object to the presidential election lawfully under the Electoral Count Act of 1887, he's an insurrectionist and he should be banned from running from office and he should be disqualified because at the end of the day, they, they are terrified to run against President Trump again because they learned the hard way uh, that that President Trump can actually surprise people and win presidential elections. Mike Davis, how do people find you on social media and what is your website, sir? Sure, it's article3project.org, article3project.org, at article3project, at article3project, and my personal on Getter Twitter Truth is at M-R-D-D-M-I-A, M-R-D-D-M-I-A, and thank you, Steve. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for the update. Peter, you know, it kills me to take that much time on this and, and, and not have you talk about capital markets, but I think it's it's, it's got to be done. And remember, the electoral count on 1887 kept the state legislatures at the heart of it because that's what the Constitution says, and this is all going to be fought on. Peter, there's no doubt in your mind. When you, I want your uh, observations, not just on Richard Barris, but Richard Barris combined with Harry Enten over at CNN about the populist coalition with these policies that President Trump is putting together. The only way they're going to stop him, Navarro, is if they somehow, uh, not just an indictment, is somehow they legally uh, do some jujitsu here and game disqualified. Is there any doubt in your mind about that, Dr. Peter Navarro? Uh, no, Steve. And, and the one thing I would say about the Electoral Count Act uh, elimination in that fly-by-night bill is it really underscores how legal how absolutely legal what the president did was in January of 2021 to try to get a, a, a fair count of the votes. The fact that they took it out is kind of tells the lie. And for me, that's the buried lead there. The thing that I would like to see for Barris, uh, I love that guy. He does such thorough work. I'd love to see the numbers in the battleground states as opposed to the whole sample because uh, this whole notion of what MAGA is, what Make America Great um, uh, uh, Again means, is simply, you know, I describe it as the iron triangle of, of populist economic nationalism. It's first and foremost a strong manufacturing base through fair trade and things like tariffs. Um, but it's also the secure borders, which protect particular black, brown, and blue-collar Americans. And then the end to endless wars. Uh, whereby it's the fodder, it's the it's the it's the working class people, the Lao Beijing of America, the Russian serfs of America, who basically the ones who are sent over to the Hindu Kush to have their arms uh, shot off or blown off, um, and that's where this base of support for Donald Trump comes. People in America understand at a gut level, as we breathe through our mouths, that Donald Trump is the person who will bring that home. And, and for me, DeSantos, that guy's a total cipher to me. He's, he, he knows, as far as I know, nothing about the trade issue. He's done some cute things on the secure border issue, but it's not clear to me where he stands on that. And uh, finally, uh, Carlson flushed him out a little bit on the Ukraine thing, but I think he, he kind of did a pullback from that. So he's an endless war kind of uh, globalist kind of guy, backed by all the people um, that you and I know um, are out to get uh, this country into a managed decline. So those polling numbers make absolute sense 
to me, uh, Steve. Donald Trump is the heart and soul of deplorable MAGA Peter. America. And note to, but one last thing, Peter. note to Joe <laughs> Biden, not domestic yeah. extremists. We're, we're, we're salty the earth people, blue-collar people. All we want to do is, is, is God, country, and family. That's what we put first, uh, not critical it's race the old theory Democratic, and all that crap that you guys it's the old Democratic. It's the Democratic coalition. In the old days. Yes. Uh, real quick, yeah, yeah. Biden's at 38% today by the Associated Press says 38%. Uh, yeah. You were the first guy to call the bear market in the in equities. That's happened. Yes. You were the first guy to call. That's not transitory inflation. It's going to be dumpster fire inflation. What is your assessment yes. going forward? The Swiss today blame us for the banking <clears throat> system. Credit Suisse is our fault. Deutsche Bank is going to be our fault. The, 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 they put a hundred, what, a, the $160 billion of cash into the system last week, keep the banks up. That's all deplorables money. Yeah. What's your assessment yeah. and how bad is it going to get for Joe Biden? Well, it's going to get bad for Joe Biden. It's going to get, get bad for the rest of us. Um, here's what you can count on. You can count on inflation continuing to erode uh, the real wages and income of middle class and blue collar America. Take that to the bank. Uh, inflation is out of control and the events that have just happened um, have led that. Let me let me explain quickly that what, what you look at it from an economist point of view, what the bank crisis has done is send a contractionary monetary policy shock through the system because it's 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 tight reserves and pulled cash out everywhere. And so what, what in knee-jerk fashion the central banks around the world led by Powell have done is to stop in their tracks any attempts to further control inflation through a, a rising interest rate regime. So effectively what the bank crisis has done is put the war on inflation on hold at a time when it's spinning out of control. And so when you see, for example, the, the stock market have bullish, slight, yeah, bullish days, slightly one like it had today, that's not about stock prices going up on an expectation of higher earnings. It's rather that just there's more money in the system pushing stock prices up. And so there will be, and I, there has been a bear market in equities, primarily, Steve, in the end, because inflation is eroding the real earnings of corporations, and it is that which determines stock prices. So all of this um, is very bearish. Uh, people need to understand this macro stuff. It's not as complicated as you think. I tried to present it on the War Room in the War Room College here, um, as yeah. simple as it can be without dumbing it down. No, but that's where we stand, Steve. But here's, but here's what we, we're going to announce right now. Let's go ahead and do it. The College of the War Room, the very yep. first course by Dr. Peter Navarro. It's a 10-part series, I think, 20 bucks. Uh, how did they get there? I want everybody to take this because you need to yeah. – and some of the stuff you may not understand, but we'll explain it as we go through. It's now time yeah. for everybody in the country. Once the working class understand macroeconomics – the country will change, right? <laughs> Once they understand the interconnectivity, how do people get to your your lecture series that you've put together? Yeah, I'm going to make this real easy for folks. The, this, the course itself is strategic macroeconomics for business and investing. It's an online course with beautiful production values. I taught for more than 20 years 
at the University of California, Irvine, at the business school. What we're going to do is get it up on the War Room website with a link. Uh, I'm going to do a substack at peternavarro.substack.com, peternavarro.substack.com, that I'll release later today, get it up on Getter, Twitter, and Truth, and you'll be able to to click a link um, and get it at a discount because you're the War Room Posse. But, But what I preach is improving your economic and financial market literacy, particularly in these kinds of times, because even if you don't have a big investment portfolio, it still helps you make decisions about your role and participation in the labor market. And if you do have a 401k, which already is down to a 201k, you can figure out ways to uh, to figure that out. Well, and I, you know, well, this goes well, here, hand in hand here, with, but, hang but on, let me give you a plug here. Here's the most, this goes yeah, hand in go hand with, with, with your, your gold and your three-volume series on the decline of the yeah. dollar because uh, Philip Patrick and Birch Gold um, offer, uh, you know, I don't recommend anything, I'm not a financial advisor, but it, inflation, uh, the, uh, one of Just the great hedges yourself. is, is precious but, but, metals. But hang on, so. but, hang on. but this, this yeah. is what the most important thing. The issues before the country, I got Russ Vote on the yeah. next hour, as we've told you, yeah. and I'm so proud of, of, uh, of Cortez and Navarro uh, and Dave Bratt and Philip Patrick and Russ Vote. There are no easy decisions in front of us. Don't even President no. Trump's not going to come in and wave some magic wand, right? This, this is as hard as Navarro and all of us fought for the, for the policies that, that led to the great year of 2019, that the CCP realized they had to take this guy out. It's 10 times harder now because of what the Biden regime's done. What we yes. want and what we need and what the country needs is a working class electorate that is up to speed on the nomenclature process and uh, statics and dynamics of macroeconomics. Once you understand this, it's going to be a sea change in how people vote and how you compare policies. When, come, when you hear these other candidates start to pitch you ideas, you sit there and go, well, hang on for a second. I'm not so sure that that, that lines up. That's where we're doing this. Dr. Navarro's done it. It's going to be absolutely incredible. We'll have the links up uh, later. Peter, how do people get to your Substack? How do they get to all your different content? Yeah, PeterNavarro.substack.com. PeterNavarro.substack.com. It's really going to be the hub for the podcast up on Apple and Google Podcasts. And, of course, my, my website, PeterNavarro.com, you can always go to that. And, and you can get the uh, the immigration report, the Navarro report on election integrity and all that good stuff. Yep. But I, if you just stick with PeterNavarro.substack.com, uh, subscribe. It's free to subscribe. Um, it, there's a paid one, but if you want to just go on free, that's cool with me. Uh, but I, what I'm yeah. trying to do, Steve, what I spent my career doing is try to explain to people how to protect themselves and grow their businesses by understanding simple macroeconomics uh, and fun- get green financial market literacy. And if there ever was a time well, to do well, that, well, um, yeah. now's the no. time. And I salute well, you, Steve, I, for the pamphlets I, you've been putting yeah. out as well. They're very timely. I, by, by the way, when Stephanie Pomboy was on today, as smart, and she's one of the best, when she was going through, I was so proud of the fact that she was using terms and terminology that I knew this audience understood because we've been talking yeah. about it for the last couple of years. Dr. Peter yeah. Navarro, thank you for, on a Friday for Admiral, taking time off. Thank you very carry much. Carry on, thank sir, you, and enjoy your, your show on Saturday. I know you love that uh, like a son. I love That's my Saturday morning show. Okay, brother. Short commercial break. We've got some other things to discuss. We're going to try to track down Boris about the legal side of President Trump. All next. 
covidtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. covidtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly 250 grand. And covidtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Uh, on Getter, we're going to be up all weekend. Remember, tomorrow evening is the is the big rally in Waco, Texas. We're going to do a pregame tomorrow, the Saturday show. We're going to have tons of news, breaking news. Also going to have a lot of analysis of, of polling. And then where President Trump starts, where he kicks off the first rally he's got for this year. Also, we're going to go through all the legal. I don't want to spend too much time on the legal because it upsets me no end. We know what they're doing. It has nothing to do with the law. It has nothing to do with these cases. It's all something because the power of his ideas, right, is now getting more traction, particularly as you see the, the alternative. Um, one thing we're trying to do here is we go back to my CSPAC speech, the convergence of the geopolitical and national security, the military, with the um, with the economics, capital markets. The convergence of that is the Third World War. That's where we're trying to get you as up to speed as possible on the geopolitical side and also on the capital market side. The ten part, uh, the ten part uh, uh, doctrine of our course, uh, ten parts macros. I've gone through it. It's absolutely amazing. You will learn so much. Twenty bucks. We're going to link tonight on our site on that and also back to his site. Also, Birch Gold. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon right now. Totally free. You get the three-part series, the politics of money, uh, the end of the dollars, the reserve, world's reserve currency, and the third debt ceiling that we just – or the debt trap we just put out. I started writing this back in uh, November, December. We just finished it a couple of weeks ago, but I am so proud of how prescient it is for today. Russ Vogt's going to join us in the next hour. We're going to get a, uh, a set up so that you guys can get actively involved in putting your shoulder to the wheel next week. We'll do it next week, but Russ is going to tee us up with all kind of action items and things that are happening in the negotiation for the debt ceiling because that's everything. We've got to stop this. If you don't stop the spending, you're not going to stop the inflation. If you don't stop the inflation, these bonds are going to continue to get hammered. The bonds continue to get hammered. You're going to have these banks getting the, the, the bottom blown out of them. 
in this continuing banking crisis, which is going to have contagion. It's going to spread to the economy. So make sure you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon right now. Also, you can get all the free information kits. Look, it's not lost anybody. The gold's on fire. But one of the reasons is Japan, India, and China are buying it with both hands. It's time now that you immerse yourself in information. That's what this is totally about. This show is to give you access to tools and access to information. Boris now joins us. Boris, Barris has got polling. It came out at the start of the show. He's got uh, President Trump up four over Biden. He's got uh, Harry Enten of CNN. We uh, we did the clip. The Harry Enten's got uh, President Trump leading DeSantis. And people that make less than $50,000, which is the great vast majority of the Republican voting base, he's got a 32-point lead over Ron DeSantis. Give us a minute or two your thoughts on the polling, and then I want to ask you on the latest on the legal side, sir. Steve, honored to be with you, honored to be with the posse today. It's been a great week, a week of fights, a week of battle. And as we go into the Sabbath and the weekend, I am honored to report that President Trump and Harvard Harris left of center polling is up 26 points, 26 points on the Florida governor, 50 to 24. And that's President Trump being up four since the last poll. He was at 46 in February. So President Trump continuing to take off in all polling. And why is it? It's a combination of two things, Steve. It's a combination of President Trump's continued strength, continued strength in fighting weaponization, continued strength on policy, continued strength on standing with the American people, his speech at CPAC, his trip to Iowa, his trip to East Palestine. That's, that's number one, President Trump's continued strength and, and dominance. And number two, the fact that the Florida governor has absolutely exposed himself to be what the New York Times called him today, a Bush-Cheney Republican. Somebody who's just typical establishment, somebody who will flip-flop on a dime just like he did with Ukraine a, a couple of days ago, and somebody who truly doesn't have any answer as to why he, he may or may not want to or may not want to or may want to or may maybe think about running for president. He, Ron, the sanctimonious, as President Trump aptly calls him, is somebody who may, may, may have a God complex, but he has absolutely no reason, and he has absolutely no pitch to the American people for why he should be the one opposing President Trump. All Republicans have to come together behind President Donald J. Trump and let's go and defeat Joe Biden. And that is exactly what is happening. You see that at every poll from, from political morning consult to Harvard Harris to Precision Insights. Every single poll, or all of them left of center, are showing President Trump more than doubling up the next pretender, and that is the Florida governor. We, we, we had Mike Davis on here for a whole segment and then some about the, about this. The big tell is they see the bottom falling out of Biden. It's 38 percent. It's going to get lower. The economy's a mess. The Swiss are blaming us for the banking system collapse. And the German now Deutsche Bank, this massive bank, is has got problems. The whole thing is upside down. And yet they're going after President Trump from every different angle. Is that not a tell? They understand. They understand the power of his ideas, the power of his coalition. The, and, and how disastrous the illegitimate regime's been, that they got to stop Trump with some, something cooked up, some legal thing they cook up, sir? They're, they're petrified of President Trump. They're petrified of MAGA. They're petrified of the war room posse. And they're petrified of the fact that President Trump stands against the establishment, against the Uniparty, and against the Chinese Communist Party, which is the absolute sugar daddy of so many of these rhino globalist donors who are trying to cook up a challenge to President Trump but are absolutely failing. And if you look at what happened this week, that what was proven once and for all is that all of these hoaxes are totally fake. The fact that the Manhattan DA is now having deep chaos internally, deep chaos between themselves 
and the grand jury shows that not just that fake case, because there, there's no error, no misdemeanor, no crime, no case, but all of these hoaxes in Atlanta, the, everything that the quote-unquote special is looking at, the, the fake case of, of the New York AG, all of these are cooked up, they're all absolute witch hunts, and they're all falling apart and causing a further rallying effect against President, further rallying effect behind President Donald J. Trump and against the woke radical lunatic persecutors. Uh, Boris, real quickly, where do people get to you? Where are your coordinates? Steve, thanks so much for having me on. Again, we fought all week. We're going to continue to fight through the weekend. Tomorrow's a huge day. That's us all eyes on Waco. My information, BorisCP.com. Sign up right now. Hot on BorisCP.com. Hot on Getter at BorisCP. Twitter at BorisCP. Hot on True Social. Boris, the hottest on the grab. Boris on the square upside. Stay strong. God bless. And Shabbat Shalom. Boris, thank you so much. I know you're going to Waco with the president. We're going to do a huge show tomorrow morning. Next, we've got the budget. Russ Vote is here. we got TikTok. We're going to break it all down, the testimony. Um, make sure you go to uh, MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM, the MyPillow 2.0. Sleep the sleep of the just. And, of course, immerse yourself in all the information we put on Burschgold, burschgold.com slash Bannon. Stick around. Back in a moment. Hour two of the War Room on a Friday. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.